to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center, located on East 7th Street in Joplin, where they are passionate about sharing the freedom and forgiveness found in Jesus Christ. Now, here's Pastor Dan with this week's edition of In Him. Ten. We're going to keep it simple, boys. These ten will help you. And so in that moment, the Lord gives those, those ten commandments or those uh, ten expressions of God's relational uh, dealings with mankind. And that is Pentecost. And if you remember, uh, they came down from the mountain to the people in stones. The Lord, with his own finger, made them. And here he has two stones with the law of God. The law of God is written on stones and it's delivered to a stony heart people. Now, y'all have to listen really fast so I can preach fast, okay? So I just want to help you today. The message that I feel the Lord really wants to speak to us about is in the moment we're in right now, hearts of stone, the Lord wants to heal and make them hearts of flesh again. The Lord wants to heal the heart of stone and make it hearts of flesh again. So that's where I'm headed. So since we're celebrating this anniversary of Pentecost, the Lord gave us this law. The people at the foot of this mountain, have, they have stony hearts. We are going to see a lot of relational breakdowns, societal breakdowns, family breakdowns, tribal breakdowns, all struggling over just observing, honoring 10 components to relationship with God and relationship to one another. And through the course of time, they will add a whole bunch more. What, 613 in total, they're going to try to keep and still struggle with that. Looking for somehow to find holiness, to be like God through the keeping of a law instead of becoming like God and the holiness that God is by his inward expression. So they're going to practice trying to keep an outward expression so they can live privately how they want. That's where I'm at. Lord, here we are at Psalm 19. I ask that these golden texts will help us as a congregation and as a community of faith, as families and Households and also, Lord, as individuals, show us how we can be delivered from a, a heart of stone today and how we can walk in the wholeness that you have planned for us. I'm asking that you would heal this nation. I'm not asking that you would change persuasions. I'm not asking that you would change minds. I am asking that you would take over, though, and take over by just showing up and showing off your goodness. Your word says that they would come to know you follow you because of the goodness of the Lord here in the land of the living. It's your goodness that leads us to repent and turn away from what's been destructive. So today I'm asking you to do that in Jesus name. Psalm 19. Let's look at verse 7 to begin with. And the law of the Lord is perfect restoring the whole person the testimony of the Lord is sure Making wise the simple, even when you don't think you understand God's ways. The law of the Lord is perfect, and it'll make the simplest of thoughts wise and filled with information. 
Look at verse 8. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. I'm reading from the Amplified. The commandments of the Lord is pure and bright, enlightening the eyes. Did you see that? The commandment of the Lord is pure and bright, enlightening the eyes. Verse 9. The reverent fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The ordinance of the Lord is true and righteous altogether. Where is, where is bondage and servitude and chains in any of what I've just read? There is none. A heart of stone is not what I'm reading about. I'm, I'm reading about what happens when the word of God is a, a living mechanism inside of us, not that stone trying to rule over us. More to be desired are they than even gold, even uh, than much fine gold. They are sweeter also than honey dripping from the honeycomb. Have you ever ate honey from a honeycomb? Mm. Moreover, by them is, what is that? What's the by them? The commandments of the Lord. Um, moreover, by them, your servant warned, reminded, illuminated, and instructed. And in keeping them, there is great reward. Verse 12, who can discern his lapses and his errors? Clear me from hidden and unconscious thoughts. I'd like you to just take note of verse 12. Clear me. Clear me, Lord, from hidden and unconscious faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Have you ever had a presumptuous sin? Let them not have dominion over me. Some would say, no more dominion. Let this have no more dominion over me, these presumptuous sins. Uh, and I shall be innocent. Someone say innocent. And clear of great transgression. Hey, good news. Everyone has sinned. Everyone has fallen short. So there's no one better than another. So everyone is messed up. But there is a clearing of the faults. Even in verse 12, we saw uh, the unconscious hidden ones. So in verse 14, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, pleasing to you. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. From Psalm, we get that song, and here it says, let the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord. My firm, impenetrable rock and my redeemer. Someone say my redeemer. Just go over to Ezekiel now. Turn right and go about 40 miles an hour for just 3.2 seconds. Ezekiel chapter 36. So I'm telling you that Pentecost is that one festival that is so prophetic for God to heal hearts in the land that we live in. God wants to heal hearts today. And did you know that God won't do it without you? Didn't say he can't, I just said God won't do this without you. The whole purpose of God having mankind was that he wanted a relationship with sons and daughters. 
He was never looking for servants. He had those angels. They serve him. He was looking for sons and daughters, relationships with us. So for some reason, we find ourselves in a moment uh, in the pandemic. It's revealing the real nature of a lot of hearts. I don't know about you, but daily when I get up and start getting ready, um, I look in the mirror. Have you, have you ever looked in the mirror but never looked in your eyes? Anyone? I, I look in the mirror and I look in my eyes. Now, I know you ladies are looking at your eyebrows and your eyelashes, but there are times I just take a moment, I look in the mirror and I look in my eyes at what it is that God is saying. What, what is God wanting to do in that moment? What is it that God has for me in this moment of my life? I have found that there are times when I'm real busy just trying to get ready. If I'm avoiding eye contact with myself, that's your first clue. I see smiles over here. I was looking for amens. I'll just give you a chance to say amen. Your first clue is if you can't look at yourself in the eyeball in the mirror, then you need to look at this passage in Psalm again. And Psalm says something beautiful to us, that he would even heal us from the unconscious sins and brokenness and issues. I, I know we're very familiar with our conscious faults. God wants to heal us of our unconscious thoughts. Here's the reason why. The conscious thoughts, uh, there's, there's a plate in front of you, there's a table, and, and people are saying things, and God's dealing with your heart, and someone's trying to get through, but the unconscious parts are representative of a stony heart. And it's amazing how it starts out as sand, and it's pliable, it's malleable, it's the earth, but the, the hardening of the heart with the issues of life that happen. So in uh, Ezekiel chapter 30, uh, 36, verse 26, uh, 36, 26, a new heart I will give you and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will take out the stony heart. I will take it out of your flesh or out of your body and I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will, I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you shall heed my ordinances and do them. What a connection, beautiful connection right there in this passage to what we just saw in Psalm 19. Okay, so real quickly, I know the Bible talks about not like uh, walking in the flesh, but that part that it's talking about when he says not to walk in the flesh means carnality. Carnality, sinfulness. The word of God wants you to have a heart that beats, not a heart that's stone. Father God wants you to have a heart that can hear him. We found out that when we dishonor our parents, the light goes out and we can't see. We found out when there's unforgiveness in our life, the light goes out and we can't see clearly. So then you can't sing, I can see clearly now the rain is gone. I can see all the obstacles in my way. So you can't sing that if you've got a heart of stone, if there's unforgiveness there. Okay, I'm moving quickly, whether you realize or not. If you only knew how much notes I had today that I'm just kind of like, all right, that's another time. Come Wednesday, we'll see what we can do. I want to say this to you. If ever there was a time where I think God is dealing with hearts of stone in everybody. 
Can you spell that, Pastor Dan? Yeah. And everybody, God is dealing with hearts of stone. The most lovely among us, the Lord is still pursuing where hearts of stone can be found. When does a heart of stone form in me, Pastor Dan? Usually from the womb to about age six. Usually from the womb to about age six. Maybe, um, maybe the baby cries longer than when you come to pick it up. And because of it, the child gets the impression from the parents that it doesn't love them. Or a child falls and has a boo-boo and you don't respond to the child and help them return to joy. And then the child just says, oh, I have to nurture myself. Heart of stone begins to form from these expressions that happen in our childhood. And they just, they just continue to manifest and they become a struggle in our life. So the more our heart becomes hardened, the, the less we can hear the voice of God as he's trying to speak to us. We see that in Psalm 95, verse 7, um, the latter part of verse 7 and 8 says, Today, if you would hear his voice, do not harden your hearts, as in the day of Meribah or at Meribah. There's a time and a place where the people of God, they harden their hearts against the Lord, and he names the place. When the Lord deals with us, sometimes he says, it was right there and right then when you hardened your heart. Because I didn't do for you like you wanted me to do for you the way you thought it should be done. Instead of remaining open-hearted towards the Lord, we begin to become cold-hearted towards the Lord. And so when that happens in our life, we, we press on and we continue to go to school and we graduate from one grade to the next and we find ourselves enjoying a components of life, but there are areas of our life that we're shut down in and there is no love and relationship. The reason why I think this is important is because we live in a moment right now with the pandemic that is revealing the unconscious hardening of the heart that has happened as a society. Some people are rebuffing the, um, the measures to stop the spread of the coronavirus. We all were going into it with not a lot of information. Even the smartest among them who was working in the White House, short little guy about this high, I won't say his name, um, that he was saying, you don't need to do this, you don't need to do that, you don't need to do this, you don't need to do that. He's doing all those things now. You don't need to wear a mask. Now you need to wear a mask. Why? I, I would call it the unfolding of the process. And whatever is necessary for us to keep people healthy, and especially individuals who are more at risk, individuals with any kind of a health challenge or, or weakness in their body, one thing is for sure, we should choose as believers to Love and appreciate the preciousness of another. So I'm, I'm not going to do something that would put someone at risk. I have faith. They may not have faith at where I'm at. So I'm just going to respect that process. But understand, in, in all of this happening right now and taking place, stones of heart of stones, a real stony heart has been revealed, I think in many ways globally. So we have the rebuff. Some folk don't want your children to go back to school till you are nine to five years old. Someone needs to help them. My children are going back to school. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. 
and by the power of the Holy Ghost, not the power of Grace Goal, the power of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> There's only some of you who even know who a Grace Goal was. Oh, geezer alert. So there are parts of our nation that still have hot spots and they need to, they, they just have to deal with that. But there are other areas who have gone in such extremes that what I'm looking at right now is we're a heart of stone, whether in a leader or just mom or dad at the home, uh, someone in the fire department or someone in medical or someone in sanitation or someone in janitorial, wherever it is, across the board, the Lord wants to reveal to us that he doesn't want fear to control this moment. He doesn't want fear to control it. Healthy respect for what's best. Okay, I'm good with that. That's called stewardship. And that's me preferring my brother and my sister, making sure you're healthy. But what's not okay is for someone to take political advantage of it. That's another picture of a heart of stone. Whomever that might be, whomsoever they may be, all over the place, it would seem, there is a revelation of a heart of stone. So I'm going to ask that you would consider when Paul was talking to the church, he even quotes the scripture from Psalm. He says, do not harden your heart as they provoked the Lord as in the day of the trial in the wilderness. So there was a particular trial when the Jews had come out of Egypt and they were in the wilderness and boy, their hard hearts tested the Lord. I don't know if y'all remember this or not, but there was this one day. It was a very interesting day. God said to Moses, I'm going to kill them all today. They all dying today. And Moses is like this, trying to hold back God from killing all the children of Israel. God said, I'll raise up children through you. I'll just start all over again through you. And Moses like, that ain't going to happen today. No. So literally Moses intercedes for the children of God. And Moses' intercession works. Aren't you glad? There's a whole nother day and a whole nother situation that the people of God were acting out so bad against the Lord. Moses is on his way in to slay every last one of them. And now God is standing in front of Moses saying, now Moses, I got this. I'll take care of it. I, you know, that's a, that's a real interesting situation. How much the more so now since Christ has come and raised from the dead and the Holy Spirit has come and living with us, is the Lord not pursuing our hearts, the hardening of our hearts, where you and I have, we believe the Lord in one area of our life, but there are areas of our heart we don't believe him in. That's a brokenness that the Lord wants to heal. So the condition of our heart, it shuts out God and, and then it ultimately shuts out others. It's kind of like when a, one of the ways I know that there's a, a stony heart being formed is when I start shutting out others. I shut out others from being in my life. I'm pleasant. I smile. I give courtesy laugh at their stupid jokes. Even a courtesy snort on occasion. It all looks like it's warm and fuzzy on the outside, but on the inside, there's a heart of stone. There's no real relationship. How dangerous is that in a marriage? Marriages don't survive hearts of stone that aren't healed. They go a long time. There's a fortress, there's a wall 
people begin to just put up around themselves. They think they have to protect themselves because after all, at some point when they were a child, mom or dad or a young, maybe when they were young enough as a, they were in school and a teacher towards that six years of age, seven years of age component, just didn't uh, protect them in the way that they felt they needed to be protected. And so this heart of stone begins to form. I have to protect myself. Look, I'm talking spiritual and natural components for you. I'm not talking kindergarten today. I, I am bringing to you some real important thoughts for all of us today. Are you hearing me? The society we live in right now is there has been, where there should be stewardship, there's also been overreaction. And the overreaction comes from people who only think they got this one life and then that's it. You will do your very best to protect what you think is only right now. If you don't believe that there is eternity, if you don't believe that there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun, if you don't believe that you are a creature of eternity, then your behavior is, I need to shut you down and anything that might um, injure me that you think you want to do. Do you hear what I'm saying? I see this stony heart acting out the sphere because there were times in their lives where they were not in control, couldn't be in control, life was out of control, and now their heart has gotten cold and it's turning, it's ossifying, it's just getting hard. And the Lord wants us not to have a hard heart. He wants us to be healthy. So it's usually um, hidden. It's formed in those first six years. It, it's those early experiences, usually connected to a frustration or a dissatisfaction. Um, and it's a sinful response on our part, even as infants and children, to the situation. And the reason is because Adam, God bless him, passed the sin nature to every one of us. So every one of us are born into sin. Hence, the last Adam, Jesus, had to come to free us from the curse of sin. Why do we have a cross in here when we know that crosses were used to crucify? It's because we glory in the power of a cross that killed the power of sin. And death no longer has dominion over our lives. Christ rose from the dead and he has shown forth that he is alive forever. He's the first fruits that's right there of those first three feasts and Passover and unleavened bread and first fruits. He's, he is that amazing first fruits from the dead. And now he is showing himself to them for 40 days. And then shortly he will arise and go up into the heavens and Holy Spirit will come. Because Holy Spirit would have to deal with stony hearts. Listen, um, there are a lot of people who've had an encounter with God. It's been amazing. Uh, we call them people who are filled with the Spirit, and yet they have a stony heart. So they have a part of them that's awakened and a part of them that's still hardened. And the Holy Spirit is the agency of the Godhead at work in our life to bring wholeness and healing in our lives. So to the degree that there is affection and laughter and joy in the home, when little Johnny uh, is walking, toddling across, and he falls down. <laughs> hmm. So when Gabe was toddling in Michigan across the, the floor, and he fell down, and Bill ran over and picked him up and said, oh, you're going to be okay. What he was doing is returning you to joy. Because in your toddling, 
your mind and the formation of your heart and your mind in that moment is, I'm, I'm adventurous. I'm doing something I've not done. Boom, and you face plant. Wah! But dad lifts you up and goes, oh, you're going to be okay. I'm sorry, I'll pick on you. I'll take you to lunch. How about that? So I'll pay for my having used you just this moment. But well, I was there when he was born. Not like in the room, but I was outside the door. And the doctor said, you wouldn't be born. The doctor said, you would die. But there was another physician attending that day. And, uh, and you live. And then you toddled and face planted, but your dad picked you up. Or on those times that your mom did. Um, and that there were moments where whenever things happened in our life, we got hurt. They would return us to joy. To the degree that we are returned to joy or laughter is in the home and, and there's happiness. That even when I feel disappointed to the degree that there is joy inside the household, then I push off what would be the heart of stone activity. And what happens is the Lord continues to keep me engaged then in my family relationship. So our family relationships are critically important for us. God invented family. And, and then he invented sons and daughters. He did not invent slaves. That wasn't a God thing. He even had to intervene for the way people were treating them. But God did not invent that. He did not even invent servants. He invented sons and daughters. And especially because of Jesus Christ, he is now brought to us, we see it. How many of you remember when we would look at Galatians, that whole season of time we spent on sonship, learning how God has called us to walk in sonship. I can't tell you how many decades I just wanted to be a dutiful servant of the Lord. Just want to be a good servant of the Lord. But I was yet struggling. And the reason is because there was a part of my heart that was yet stony towards the Lord. What he wanted from me was not a servant who's dutiful, who somehow pleases God, and then God will be happy with me, so then I can make God happy and let me into heaven. It wasn't about that, ever, ever. It was always about father wanting family. So when a mom or a dad runs over and picks up the child or helps them or you bounce them on your knee and having fun. Heart of stone. Heart of stone. Little girl's at the table. Mom's in the kitchen cooking. Dad's there too. All of the sudden, the next thing she knows, the table's upside down on top of her. Dad is angry and he's trying to pull the table, move it around. And mom is crying. The little girl, only thing she gets is that dad is mean and he rages and he's trying to hurt. That one encounter began to form a heart of stone in her. She believed that men could not be trusted, that men were only mean. And because she had a judgment in her heart towards her father, that sin created a bitter root judgment and expectation. And every man she would find in her life to have a relationship with, he would behave the way she perceived that a little girl should be treated because that's how her father was. It wasn't the entirety of her childhood, but in that one moment, it, it tainted the way she viewed her dad and never would trust him. After that point, never go to him, only cling to mom. Now dad is dead and gone, and she's now with a prayer counselor, and they're walking through the process. How do we find healing? 
Thank you for listening to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center. Listen to this broadcast again at KNEO.org. You can also download a podcast version of today's message by searching KNEO on iTunes. Joplin Family Worship Center is located on East 7th Street in Joplin and has ministries for all ages. They invite you to join them this week for Sunday morning worship at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. Find out more at jfwc.org or facebook.com slash Joplin Family Worship Center. Follow Pastor Dan on Twitter at Daniel H. Wormuth. Thank you for listening. And remember, in Him, you are free.